Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Church Purpose. This is Series 2, Episode 12 of 28. 12. Hmm. The Member of Government. What say him in this message? Okay, but so now I want you to know that this ministry is called Deep Waters for a reason. It is not to impress you with whatever I might know. Without God, I'm just a talking, empty head. Nope, this is rich stuff right out of the Word of God, and your gaining knowledge of it should lead you to want to know God at a more personal level than you currently know Him. Listen, peeps, He is a noble God, and surely you must know that you cannot love that which you do not know. So last episode, we heard the scripture with a command. 2 Thessalonians 3.15 But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly, and not according to the tradition which he received from us. This is a command, and it is not referring to the devil or Porky's legionnaires. Nope, it is talking about your hanging out with Bob, who does his own thing in the things of the church of God. But it's okay to invite a non-believer to church? I am confused. Beep, beep. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. So you say, I cannot be like Jesus. Okay, then be like Paul, or those whom he raised to be disciples that remained. I know it's trickery because Paul walked like Christ more than most. See the Easter egg? Authority. They had the authority to do things differently, but for the sake of those they were hanging around with, they laid that authority down. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. So if we are equipping the saints for the work of ministry and making disciples that remain, then would anyone also have time to be a busybody? And it sounds like Paul is saying to work as well. So they worked and they did ministry. Sounds like they also had a busy life, except for the potluck sailors. Verse 13, But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Do not keep company with him? Paul is nuts. He is talking about another Christian brother, right? Disobedience. We chatted about this one above, and here it is again. So we can't hang out with this Christian guy, but we can hang out with heathen? Is it just me? Hmm, Maybe it is. But still, it's okay to invite a non-believer to church? Honk, honk again. Second John 9.11 Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Okay, so Paul has ruined most of our evangelism strategies. But it's okay to invite non-believers to church? Bonk, bonk.
1 Corinthians 15.33 Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Oh, but not in the church, right? Okay, I get that if we have wayward brethren, and for the moment, they are unchangeable. Then we don't hang. But so if we are hanging around after church, ministering to God and to one another, like they did in the upper room, Acts 1, 13, 14, then it's okay to invite the open and transparent enemy of God? I am trying as I know the Bible has been around way longer than I have, or ever will be. But when I see this stuff, I have to ask. I have seen and experienced what a train wreck a non-believer can do to a church service or new believer. And yet we tell them to show up to our circus so that they can keep us busy beating the air. 1 Corinthians 9.26 So in 2 Corinthians 6.17 it states, Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I still don't get this. How in the world can you do that in a church full of people that don't believe? Does this just mean when we get saved? Nope, it can't be. How can I get saved in a church with believers, those being saved, and the non-believers, and come out from among them? They are now in my house once I get saved. Ephesians 5:11-13, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all the things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Okay, so let's say it's okay to have them in church. Are you going to expose them? We don't even do this with one another. As we try and make disciples that remain, how much more impossible will it be for an unbeliever to have their dirty laundry aired out in a church full of strangers? I still haven't seen the slightest bit of light that states we should be doing this. No fellowship. Colossians 2.19 and not holding fast to the head, from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. Now this is what is supposed to be happening at church, not just a leader meeting or life or cell group, at the big house. Would you knit yourself to a dirty sock? I wouldn't have knitted myself to me when I was in the world. Second John verse 10, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. Maybe it's just my Bible that uses this language. Nope, yours does too. There are cults that do this better than us. And don't think for a minute that we just operate in more grace. The devil will take that grace and throw it in your face with ghost pepper mace. 1 Corinthians 5, 11-13 But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. So when we have our barbecues and circuses, there's nobody there that has these issues, right? Okay, so is this obvious? I mean, we couldn't hang around another Christian named a brother who struggles so, right? But it's okay to invite a non-believer into the church, or your small group, or even your house? For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person.
but invite him to church on Sunday and into your life group, and maybe he can come to the prayer meeting. I don't get it. Who was inside and who was outside? I know. What Paul is saying here is that they are not saved, and we are. Therefore, they are outside, and us be inside. Hogwash. There are too many scripturites that show us a more complete picture, which is that we, in all likelihood, should be using the church with an address to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to make disciples at last. That is the purpose of the church. That is the point of having an address. There's no other reason to do it. How is it that we are instructed to not receive someone who is doctrinally challenged into our own home, but it's okay for me to sit right next to that person in church? I have been a part of a church that trained its members to walk out into the world and invite anyone, including dinosaurs. That church, after 14 years of tremendous community effort, was eventually eaten by pterodactyls. But of course, only those with good moral standing. Well, that's it for this episode and my sarcasm. And no worries if you were compelled to snack in the middle of it. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through in the people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.